Hello and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast, Three Wise Rubber Ducks. Each week we try and make sense of what's happening in the world, share our facts of the week and discuss events in our own lives. We are a group of three politics students at the University of Bath. I'm Davina Cordy and I'm sat here with... Ethan Scanlon and Adam Ellis. So, without further ado, how was your guys' weeks? Yeah, it's been good, thanks. Um, are you guys excited about Christmas? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be different this year, but... I'm so excited for whatever happens at the end yeah, of a weird year. What about you, Ethan? Yeah, I've done quite a lot of my uni work, so I can have a couple of days off. Not that I'll be doing much, but... You're, you're allowing yourself a few days off, are you? I'm, I'm allowing myself a few days off the 25th and Christmas Eve, and that's, that's probably that's it. That's less days off than they're allowing for the COVID restrictions. Yeah. See, I always thought with the with the restrictions that it would be from the twenty fifth until maybe not until, but also have like New Year's Eve off as well. But it's only for I think is it the twenty second to the twenty seventh. So, so this brings us quite nicely to our news of the week, which is basically just the COVID rules over Christmas. News splash of the week. Wait, wait. And um, the governor said that it will be five days from the 23rd to the 27th for three households will be able to join under the same roof an exclusive Christmas bubble for five days. Bubbles can gather in private homes, outdoor public spaces or places of worship, but not the pub. So since the recording of this podcast, the UK government has announced a change to the lockdown rules over Christmas. Here's what you can now do. In England, tiers 1, 2 and 3, up to three households can mix indoors on Christmas Day only. In tier 4, which is London and some of the South East, normal rules apply. You can socialise one-on-one in a public outdoor space. Support bubbles can still, as always, mix as if they were one household. In Scotland, up to three households are allowed to mix on the day itself only, with a maximum of eight people. In Wales, two households can meet on Christmas Day. An extra single person household is allowed to join. Always check the rules and back to the podcast. Wait, wait. They should have called it the Christmas ball ball, really, shouldn't they? That that would have been great. That would have been much better. I don't think they would have been taken very seriously, though. Yeah. Less seriously than they're already you take taken. Our government seriously, Ethan. No, but no, no, you have to. But it's funny. Not pubs, though. Surely no. What about pubs that do things? You know, like if you've ever been out on Christmas Day and you can go to a restaurant or something. I know quite a lot of pubs. We're trying to do that this year, so can you not have your? I don't even have a Christmas then? meal at the pub. Well, not with three households. I think you can obviously go if, if you're under six people in the same household. And you have to have a substantial meal. Substantial meal. As I found out last night, I went out to the pub for the first time. Oh really? But yeah, that was. Which which pub did you go to? I I went to one um in Swindon. With the name of which I actually can't remember right now. <laughs> not there was a mental night just. It was where my friends lived on the other side of town. Yeah. But yeah, it's um interesting. We we have to have like a full main course, to have oh. a pint, and then you're actually allowed one for like the cool down as well after you've had the meal. Okay. But then like we wanted another one, so we all had then dessert. Okay. So it's quite actually it's quite an expensive night. I went to um Las Iguanas last week, and um they do two for one cocktails. So we had one one main, mm-hmm. which we had a chicken curry. It was, it was great. Very cool. And then just, I think, six cocktails. It was really nice. Six cocktails. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who knows? There might be a third lockdown in January, so you got yeah, make most yeah. of it whilst you can. What do you guys think of that? What the, I don't know. Third, third lockdown looming. <laughs> it doesn't bother me in January such because I like we'll be doing exams anyway, that's true, that's true. and like th- th- there's nothing on at university in January anyway. It's only after ISB. Yeah. It'll be yeah. getting lighter earlier, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What's your prediction of when we will be able to get vaccinated? Our age group. Because obviously there's no like, solid answer, but what's your prediction? I, I reckon like summer. Po- May. May time. Because there's there's a um I found it online. You can go look it up. There's a calculator. If you put in your age, any health condition stuff, and it recommends Ooh. like a time frame and what place in line you are. I was like five hundred, cool. no five million something hundred thousand in place. So that's yeah, pretty close. I think that's pretty. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? They um, could vaccinate five million people tomorrow. My um, grandparents and my parents have been offered the. My really? parents call me. Um, they've been offered the vaccine as my grandparents are high risk, and my parents are the, my my grandparents' primary carers. Um, so that's cool. They they uh, they were talking about. Um, and you live in Oxford, so yeah, it's nice exactly. and close. Exactly. You just walk to the university, get done there. <laughs> my mum was like, "But do I have a saying which vaccine I get?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't think you get do, to choose." Do you get which told? One. I don't even think you get told. <laughs> or do you reckon there's just like a box of them and it's like a random pick and mix, and you yeah. could get the Oxford one, you could get another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely very different Christmas. I the the government have been advising that although you know we're allowed to have three households. They're asking people to sort of keep it to a minimum, not go, which is, you know, unexpected. They said a shorter Christmas is a better Christmas. In, shorter in Christmas opinion, is a better Christmas. Is that the slogan that they're, they're going with? That's their... That's, that's their this conservative party sweet. have... Short and sweet. So many <laughs> slogans. Don't outstay your welcome. One jingle bell and then go home. <laughs> it gets to, like, three o'clock when the Queen's speech is on. He's, like, cutting it half a day early. Yeah. Do you reckon the Queen's doing a speech this year? Or she's like locked oh, up somewhere? Oh, I've will. already checked on the Radio Times magazine. And it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's slotted in on yes. ITV and BBC One. Nice. So. Very nice. You know what will be this year, though? It'll be like the classic. Hard year, coronavirus. We came together. Soldier on. Soldier on. Tough times. Oh, just be... Hard Well, I wouldn't go that far, Adam. <laughs> This is big about crown memories. <laughs> she might be listening to the podcast and get that upset now, Adam. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She says the word year really like it's a very specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, when, when they say yes, year. they should say yes. 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 Okay. I mean, I haven't spent that much time watching the Queen speak. Yeah, no, a, a throwback to our first episode. Ethan has since watched a whole episode of The Crown? or how much The you first know? two episodes of season four, my mum was watching it and I, I walked in and I thought I might as well. I, I knew what happened seasons one through three because that's, you know, it's history and it's stuff. History, Winston Churchill. So I thought I might as well just watch season four. And it was, yeah, shocker. I'm not going to ruin it, but you really get taken on a journey in the first sort of 15 minutes. Yeah. That first episode, mind blown. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it was very, very 
cool, very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it over my two days Christmas break yeah. on the 24th and 25th. That's so short. <laughs> well, you know, Boris Johnson did say short Christmas is short a good Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely, it feels, for me, um, growing up, I didn't really celebrate Chris, Christmas that much. So I still still don't really now. So mm. It's, it's over really on the 25th though, isn't it, really? Like, there's all this hype and the whole build-up. I prefer the build-up to the actual day because mm. as soon as it's the 26th right, of December, <laughs> it's like, you know, with Bath and the Christmas market or yeah. buying the presents and going out for, like, end-of-year end of parties. But then as soon as it's the 26th, you're like, oh, it's Boxing Day. What yeah. now? And then you don't know what time of day it is or what day of the week it is until then you get to New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's like always that like weird that. lull. It's yeah. the limbo. You know that weird limbo between that you're talking about between like Christmas and New Year, where it's just like you get up and you don't. Every day sort of merges into one. You don't know what's going on. There's not really any point to life. I, I feel like that was 2020. <laughs> that was pretty much just this year. Yeah. You're just writing the whole year off like it was. I, we. I feel like March is in like two September. months. I'm not over the last March. Like. <laughs> All right, Queen. Let's not let's not bring that up. <laughs> Who knows? Who <laughs> knows, guys? This whole year might have been that low, and like when we actually like do New Year's Eve on on the thirty first, yeah. we actually then go into twenty twenty, and it this this whole time has been like that one week low. Right off, yeah. Mind blown. So um, instead of doing highlight of the week this week, what's everyone's Christmas plans? What's Christmas looking like in the Scanlon household? Work. It's just uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, work. No, normally it's um. Myself, my family, like my, my parents and my brother, yeah. and then my grandparents and all of our aunties and uncles. So it's quite large, it's like 22 of us. But that's not happening this year because of lockdown restrictions. So we are all staying in our individual households. But we are doing a nice Skype call, I think, at sort of four o'clock. Where we sort of, we normally do a little disco with my younger cousins. And I think we're playing bingo as well for my grandparents, Ooh. which will be quite nice. That's nice. But I, I, I've been told I'm allowed to go for a cycle on Christmas Day. Oh, nice. Because my parents nice. are going to go for a nice walk around um, an old reservoir near where we live. Yeah. And um, I think my brother's going on that, so they said I can go and do a cycle. So I might go and see my grandparents oh. from a distance. Just say, you know, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks for the presents. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, yeah. Well, what about you guys? Yeah. Um... So this year we were going to go to London with, so it's um, in my house, it's me, my parents, my younger sister, and then also my grandparents live just down the road from me. And as my parents are my grandparents' primary carers, wherever we go, my, my grandparents will go. And I have a cousin who lives in London. So we were going to go there for Christmas. But ever since they announced that um, London's going to tier three, we've had a bit, little bit of a change of plan. And now my cousin will be coming to our house so that no one's left out and there'll be three households in my house in Oxford oh that's nice yeah what about you Adam uh well we normally have loads of people around on Christmas day so this year we're sort of spreading it out seeing different people on different days so we can still see them while obeying the rules so we're seeing my nan for an early Christmas on the 24th and then my sisters are coming around on Christmas day one of them is coming back on Boxing Day, and I think my girlfriend's going around on Boxing Day as well. So oh, nice. Spreading it busy out. couple of days then. Yeah, yeah. Busy. You're just going to sleep through that lull. And then yeah, from the you won't wake up. I I lose the meaning of life. 
I justify not doing it. I, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll just, it's a couple of days off. But I'll end up probably just playing the PlayStation or... What games do you play on play? What's your, what's your go-to game? My go-to game? Um, I recently platinumed the um, Amazing Spider-Man game. Ooh. Which sounds like a really big achievement. But it's just... It's a good game. It, it just means I'm really sad and I've spent over like 40 hours playing the game <laughs> to complete the whole thing. So I'm trying to platinum at the moment Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, which is um, for you that don't know, like this cowboy game. Yeah. It's, it's very long, isn't Adam? It's very time consuming. I feel bad because I ruined it for you back in like March and you still haven't got to the bit I ruined for you. Yeah, I, I bought the game and he was like, you know, this happens. I was like, no, I'm, I'm still like on the second chapter. And he was like, because I, oh, okay. I did it last Christmas and I yeah. completed it before I went back to uni. So in like two weeks because I didn't have anything else to do. That's commendable, Adam, doing yeah. it in two that, weeks. that game and in two you weeks. you think you're still stuck on it. Yeah. I want to say like, I completed the storyline, not the whole game. The whole game oh, completion uh, in two weeks would actually be impossible. I mean like the storyline, but it's still a long storyline. Yeah. But yeah, if you have anything else to do, That's... then... Uh, take longer like Ethan yeah. has worked. I mean because like, I'm not stuck on it I can do the levels but then like yeah, this yeah. sounds really sad no no <laughs> this sounds really sad but like you can go and fish and you can hunt what, wait, what, is, this, what is this game about and you can like make a little camp and you can go travelling on a horse it's just about like living in the wild west like you're, a, you're, in, you're part of a cowboy gang in obviously that sounds cool with, uh, yeah and then it's sort of on the verge of urbanisation and more industrial era coming in. Death Um, of the cowboy era. And stuff happens. Depending what route you take depends on the storyline, so I can't actually say because there's some different routes within, but they lead to certain places. And I think one of the things that happens near the end. Quite an important part. (laughs) But um, I mean, Friday used to be the day I used to play it. When I when we were in first year, yeah. and I'd spend like four hours on a Friday night, just sort of going around on a horse looking for herbs, <laughs> and that's all I'd do. And I'd catch a fish, <laughs> and I'd look for some herbs. It was so relaxing though after like a week of doing lectures and things, just to yeah. be on a horse looking for herbs. <laughs> get, it's so so immersive. Where when we can all get together again, and yeah. we'll, we'll bring a PlayStation around. Yeah, and I've, you never, can I've never played on PlayStation. I've never played your character to an extent to look like you. Like, I gave it That's so cool. facial hair and hair as me. Obviously, the face would look like mine. It'll be like our ducks. Mine has a goatee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't even go on about that. We, we've had some, some, some of the listeners have been very um, helpful and given some constructive feedback on the ducks. So we thank you for the uh, constructive <laughs> feedback. Destructive and, feedback. Destructive feedback, George Paul. Um, <laughs> and we might or might not be making changes, but not for you. Right, should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so our weekly watch list this week is obviously Christmas themed. So what are your Christmas picks to watch I mean, at this time of year? My go-to Christmas film is always Nativity. You need to watch that every year. Well, yeah, but um, which one, though? The That's first it. one, because despite what Martin Freeman says at the end of the first film, they actually get worse, not better. I think... Um, I think. What did he say? He says, and our nativities just kept getting better and better, but they don't. They get worse and worse. How I could you so. say that about the David Tennant one? David 
Tennant one's good, but it's not as good as the first one. And then the I think the first one, one is the best. It's yeah. good because David Tennant's in it. <laughs> Did David he do? Is great. How many have they done now? Is it three or four? Uh, the fourth one had a completely three. different cast. Like Mr. Poppy was changed and everything. Mm. That's, That's a letter. That's a Christmas letter. <laughs> it's a Christmas letter. You can't go wrong with nativity. Um, mine is um, mine is love actually, which I do. Another classic. Oh yeah, another yeah. classic. Also Martin classic. Freeman. Also got Martin. Yes, yeah. Hugh Grant as well. I only like love actually is only worth it for Hugh Grant. His storyline, very political. Mm. The only prime minister we cool. There's a new uh, TV series out with him in. Uh, where he does also play a politician, but unlike Love Actually, it's a bit more of a psychological thriller. Oh. Um, I quite liked it just because it was a bit funny, you know? Yeah. Like, who? Wait, you wouldn't class Love Actually as a psychological thriller? <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, it's called no. The Undoing. It's on Amazon Prime, and apparently that's quite good. Uh, but very different vibes to Love Actually. Love I mean, Actually's great. To be fair, there is that scene where he like films Keira Knightley. And that's a bit freaky. So maybe it is a psychological thriller. She's 16 at the time. Keira Knightley. She's 16. She's 16. She's 16. She's like... I, I think the cast is so good. Especially because they're all not famous yet. Yeah, and the boy that plays the drums. What's his name? <gasps> yeah, Thomas Brody. Yeah, he was 15 in that film. He doesn't look it. He was 15. He, he looks eight younger. years old. You're all right, Debbie. <laughs> he looks like six. <laughs> He's, He's funny. Yeah. Him and Liam Neeson. Funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just good. It's just a good film. Such you can't a great wrong. cast. I constantly feel yeah. you know that scene where um, you go dances round Ten Downing Street yeah. to the, when the music comes yeah. on. I feel that. On if the, I had become a that. politician, that is the lever politicianness I aspire to. to we, be. Um, we should have taken parliamentary studies this year and just just for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A whole lecture on analysing Hugh Grant's role. <laughs> In love, actually. What's your pick, Ethan? My pick. Mine, mine's not actually a Christmas film. But it's a film I associate with Christmas a lot, which is The Phantom Menace. The, the... What, what is... What is... <laughs> right. So... <laughs> it's not that fun. It's not a Christmas film, per se. But when I was younger, um, I don't know if it was Channel 4 or ITV or BBC, but mm. you know how like they always do reruns of... Big films yeah, at Christmas yeah, time, like the James Bonds are always on, which are great, or the Indiana Jones, like we said last week, are on, like all the big sort of films. And one film I always, mad, the one that I always used to watch on Christmas Eve, last thing I did before I went to bed was watch The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And I've, I've watched it for like six years in a row now on Christmas Eve. <laughs> what is it about? Star Wars, Phantom Menace. Fa- Star Wars? Oh, I haven't watched it. Oh, it's a It's going to be really embarrassing for me now. Um, it's the best Star Wars. I into Star Wars. It's the best Star Wars film out there. And that's just that objectively that. true. I, I do sort of associate Star Wars with Christmas now because all the new ones were brought out around Christmas. And I watch quite a lot of them when we meet up with our cousins around Christmas. So yeah, They're just uh, classic. I, I get where everything is coming from. <laughs> like the early 2000 films as much as they got like a lot of sort of bad press they're some of my personal favourites just because of how bad they are they're good I see like especially with the animation in the first one like all of the all of the effects oh um when I was younger, we also always used to watch um, A Muppet Christmas Carol that was a good one oh, yeah. yeah 
That was a classic, like, not very good film, but yeah, the animation the, was not that great. It's got the Muppets in it, though. It's the Muppets, yeah. It's the Muppets. I saw a meme, actually, yesterday about the Muppets, and it's like, the Muppets should do, like, reruns of, like, films like Back to the Future. Just, like, <laughs> make them. I honestly think that any film that you just incorporate Muppets into will become <laughs> better. They should do a Star Wars, um, Star Wars, Star Wars Muppets X Star Wars. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, Phantom. That would be mine. Christmas Muppet. Eve. The Phantom, the Phantom Muppet. <laughs> that I feel like that's already happened though. That that sounds. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and have a look later on. So should we also share our favourite Christmas songs as well? Yeah, what's yours, Ethan? Cause... The Imperial March. <laughs> that's not funny. Still trying to be funny about it. I would say it was a great Christmas film. No, I like um, I like Feliz Navidad. That's oh, always yeah. a great one. Yeah. Classic. Feliz Navidad. But I mean, I always forget to play it. Yeah. So this year I'm not. I've been playing it nearly every day. Just so I really get my money's worth. <laughs> Your playlists really scare me. Why? I, Adam, have you seen Have you seen Ethan's Spotify? I, I haven't. No, I haven't. So, okay. They're, they're so I, I'm one of these kind of people who makes a Spotify playlist for every single possible mood ever. You know? People that I meet... They either do one of two things. They have so many playlists or they just have every song ever on one playlist. Ethan, Ethan has a, f- a few playlists and he's numbered them. Numbered. It's just numbers. It's well, just numbered they playlists. They don't have names. It's just a numbered playlist. He's got like... Yeah, but I know oh, what yeah, the playlist, numbers... Playlist five is really great. Yeah, but I know, I know what the playlists are. So like... Psychopath thing. Number five <laughs> is Christmas. Okay. Number six is... Adult standards, um, which is like jazz. Uh, number seven is like funk and soul. Number eight is modern recordings of adult standards, like Michael Bublé and stuff. Like three is like seventies music and like hippie-ish music. So that's good vibe. Four is my cycling playlist. There's no association. That was just the third playlist I made. So it. It then became playlist number three. It's just wow. easy though, because you know. <laughs> oh, nine is music in different languages. Organized chaos. I think organized chaos is the best summary. Yeah, that worked yeah. for me. I know. Wait till George I know we're Paul all... hears about this, Ethan. <laughs> what? I reckon he'll love it. <laughs> Two is like indie music, and um, one is what's on my constant rotation. Yeah. Okay. So. I see. It works Back well. Into the madness. It's it's a good system. Yeah. Might need a bit of refining, but it's a good system. Um, what's your favourite Christmas song, Adam? Oh, I, I mean, it's got to be either "Fairy Tale of New York" because I feel like that's Ooh. not too cringy, or I like "Christmas Lights" by Coldplay, which is kind of a like, sad one. Isn't is. that about domestic abuse? I feel like it could be listening to the lyrics, but I it, I don't know for sure. But yeah, listen to the lyrics, but it could be. But I feel like it's a, it's a nice bit of piano, beautiful song. Yeah, the piano is a very beautiful song. And then a bit of a like less well-known song. I don't know if you know Spaceman Came Travelling. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's a good take on sort of like the original biblical story of Jesus being born, of the star in the sky actually being a sp- spaceship. Yeah. Interesting this is getting pretty meta now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I opened last week's podcast with "We're Never Really in Control." So, you know, I've always got to blow people's minds. Yeah. yeah. What's yours, uh, Davina? 
Uh, my favourite Christmas song, I think you can't go wrong with Merry Christmas, Everyone by Slade. And also, Last Christmas by Wham. I want to know what they listened to before these songs came out. Because they're all like 80s, aren't they? I mean, before Mariah, I saw a meme that was like, before Mariah Carey came out, all like retail workers must have been like, bliss. Wow. (laughs) I think it's time for us to do our facts of the week. Yeah, so yeah. this week we're doing Christmas ones, obviously, to fit in the theme. So, Ethan, what's your fact of the week? My, my fact is that the average British person consumes around 7,000 calories on Christmas Day. 7,000? Yeah, to reach the recommended daily allowance, um, you'd only get to about 2pm in the afternoon. Now, that, that's breakfast for Adam and his little, what little yeah. adventure this is doing. Your 10,000 calorie... <laughs> when I did my 10,000 calorie challenge, mate, might as well have done it on Christmas Day. No you do eat so much food, though. I don't. Know I don't know how you did that. That was very impressive. Like, give us a rundown of of your consumption of, of uh, so calories that day. We started off with breakfast where we had six sausages, six rashes of bacon, six hash browns, two eggs, two bits of toast, oh and a bowl God. of beans. A separate bowl. That sounds great. <laughs> um, my mistake was leaving the bowl of beans till last, and it went cold. And then I had to have a cold bowl of beans. Oh, it was horrible. No. Uh, we did no liquid calories, so I couldn't have like tea or anything not like tea or orange juice has got a lot yeah, couldn't, yeah. couldn't have juice or anything um then snacks we had nuts because i didn't realize they're very high in calories although they're good they for you, they're also high in calories i didn't realize that until then for lunch we had a stuffed crust pizza a whole pizza each and a whole tub of ben jerry's which bites oh my god the tub by itself is over a thousand um, that's crazy depending on the one you get then I finished off the nuts in the afternoon because it was a big bag. Then for dinner, we were going to go for pizza again, but we didn't really fancy it. So we went Nando's, which was less calories. So I got a wrap, uh, chips, garlic bread, and some more chicken with a dessert because they gave us free desserts from Nando's, which was nice. Ooh. And then to, to top up the calories to make sure we went over, we got some of the chocolate orange cookies from Domino's. Other supplies are available. I'm gonna. I'm looking at some chocolate cookies from Domino's right now as well. I'm gonna have to do that with you at one point. Ten thousand because that's made me really hungry now. I'm very hungry, very excited. The thing is though, I ate more than I eat normally in a day by the time I finished breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, I think you must have burned like at least a thousand calories just from digestion, like alone. Like, (laughs) I lay on my side after lunch, and it was just. (laughs) Agony. I had to lay on my back just so it didn't feel like it was going to sleep. <laughs> how, how did your friends cope? Because I know you did it with a couple of your flatmates. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of my flatmates, Yasha, he got to just under 6,000 before he was like, um, I'm going to stop for my own health. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> and then me and my other housemate who did it got pretty close to each other, but he gave up to go to bed. So I beat him. Nice. I think if it stayed up, he would have done the same as me. I think, which was Andrew. what did you, what did you win? Pride um, or a, a very f- bad night's sleep, a lot of meat sweat. <laughs> nice. That was my prize. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if there's ever a time where we can mix again, we'll have to. I'll have to come around yours, and we can do like a little chart competition. And instead of just being ten thousand, it's like open ended. 
And it's like whoever can consume like man versus food. the most calories in a 24-hour yeah. slot. We wake up at mid... Well, we, we stay up till midnight and then do a whole day. Yeah, and then, yeah the man versus food, was called, the guy was called Adam, so I could just replace him. Even know yeah, him. exactly. It looks like you're doing the right job. What, Guy Fu? Flavor Town guy? No, there's a TV show called Man <laughs> vs. Food. Over here. <laughs> I thought that was them. Is that a different um, person? It's yeah, different. different person. TL- TLC classic. Oh, show, man. Isn't it? Flavor Town. Is that where you went, Adam, on that <laughs> calorie day? <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I slept it off. I felt fresh in the morning. I woke up, my stomach had just like gone. I was back to normal. I I put on like three kilograms, but I didn't feel Oh no. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. that's not too bad then. We digress. What what's your fact, Davina? Um, so my fun fact is that Boxing Day it gets its name from all the money collected in church alms boxes for the poor. Oh. And this this was very shocking to me because I thought it was just Box things away. Yeah. Like the Christmas tree. <laughs> Yeah. See, when I was a kid, I thought it was like boxing, as in like the sport would be watched on. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever watch boxing on Boxing Day? Or I don't think it's even on, so I don't know why I thought that. That's yeah. If it was called like Football Day, that'd make more sense because there's football on Boxing Day. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's your fact, Adam? Uh, mine is that the name mistletoe is less romantic if you find out what mistletoe actually means. Because its Germanic word meaning is dung on a twig. Because the birds <laughs> eat the plant berries, digest the seeds, and then, you know, it goes through their bodies and is eventually drops out, which grows into the new plant of mistletoe. So the name mistletoe comes from the word for dung on a twig. So think about that next time you're having a romantic moment under it. I've never once seen anyone have a romantic moment under mistletoe other than in films. films. Yeah, I haven't in real life. I've never even really seen mistletoe, to be fair. Yeah. I've seen no, fake seen mistletoe in a garden centre once. <laughs> that counts. Did you have a romantic moment in the garden centre? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, though. That's very, yeah, thanks for that. I mean, it won't affect my romantic life this Christmas time, but I'm sure for the listeners out there, it might. Make sure you let them know yeah. that it needs a little... <laughs> Spread the word. <laughs> no better way to set the mood, really. Yeah, no. exactly. So I think that that is all that we have time for. Uh, thanks for joining us on this Christmas special. Good Christmas. Everyone has a good Christmas. Yes, yeah. they can with the rules. Stay safe. Remember, a short Christmas is a good Christmas. Hold it here first. Three rubber ducks out. <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, if you'd like to get in contact with any of us about the things we have said this week or to keep up to date with the news of our podcast follow us on our new Instagram account um, Three Wise Rubber Ducks also if you have any facts or news about Bath feel free to drop us a message see you next time with the Three Wise Rubber Ducks Bye.